At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Musick. And welcome to CEO Coach this wonderful Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about getting your financials ready for Q4 2012. Really, I know it's just the end of September, but we're going to talk about getting it done early in Q4 so that the very small business owners among you, this is your show, right? The very small business owners among you who may even be getting a refund will get that in 2013 early. So, now's the time to get those books prepped for end of year. If you're a really early stage startup, you're probably not going to pay taxes or very, very few. And again, if you're a sole proprietor or a Schedule uh, S Corp, then in the U.S., you're likely to be getting a refund. So, it's time to catch up. First thing, enter everything you've got through September 30th by the first or second week of October. If you're in retail, even tech retail, things are about to get very, very busy. We tend to forget that. There's this lull during the summer. And by September, you know, it's great and so on. But we still haven't picked up the pieces on all of the financials. Now, if you've already outsourced it and you've got yourself a bookkeeper, life is chunking along and the bookkeeper's doing her thing or his thing, and that's great. But if you're doing it yourself, those very early stage or extremely small businesses, you tend to do it yourself, now's the time to catch up. Even if you are using a bookkeeper, heads up. These are the kinds of things you should be paying attention to. These are the kinds of things they'll be coming back at you for at the end of the year when you're still pretty swamped. And then, of course, again, if you're a very small business owner, family life 
personal life and business tend to mix very tightly all around. You will be busy at the end of the year, and you do want money coming back into you at 2013 as early as possible. Even if you owe taxes and decide to push off paying them until the very last day on the 15th of uh, April, if you're doing things like sole proprietorships and so on, you still want to get this stuff done as early as possible. Bookkeepers will be incredibly busy starting in January and going right through the end of April and even a little into May as people get all of their taxes done. Now's the time to get them when it's inexpensive, they're not busy, and you get some more personal attention. Let's take a look at some of the things that you can think about as you put your books together. First of all, of course, the big important thing for very small businesses is what can I deduct? What can I reasonably deduct in the U.S. here? And again, this is just for very small businesses today and just for the U.S. The things that you can deduct as you move around, and again, remember, I'm not a tax uh, specialist, I'm not an attorney, and I'm not an accountant. So you want to check all of these things, make sure everything stays up to date. If you're downloading this off iTunes or through webmasterradio.fm, you're coming to this later than the day I'm talking to you. Make sure it still holds true. Things change very quickly all over the world. So for those of you, again, who are very small businesses right here in the U.S., if you're doing a Schedule C or an S-Corp, all the money flows through to you. That means you take it in as personal income. So knowing that, you're going to be paying taxes on it as though it were personal income. You don't pay taxes separately as a corporation and then take a salary and that becomes your personal stuff. It also means that as you move through your daily life, As I said, things are very entwined when you're a very small business. What you do and what you need for your personal business and your uh, regular life, if you will, your personal life, can be the same things. Do you have a cell phone? How much of that do you use for your business? It's all about percentages at this stage of the game. So these are the kinds of things that I thought about when I thought about what percentages for business and what percentages for personal as I went through building a very small business in the very earliest years. First, things like cell phones. Second, possibly even your home. That's a big one and is always known to have caused a big red flag and you might get audited and so on. Being audited is not so terrible. It does take up a lot of your time and you might end up mowing more taxes, in which case you're in trouble. But if you do things properly, you might end up owing nothing. I have in my time been audited. It took about two, three hours. At the very end, they said, well, on your infant, you should have put down a social security number. Those were in the days when social security numbers had just come on to be, you know, infants were born with them. Before that, they weren't born with social security numbers and we didn't even think about it. But those were in very, very early days. In the end, the government owed me a couple of hundred bucks. I said, we're square. Don't even send it. We were good. That's the position you always want to be in. The government owes you a couple of bucks. You're square. You walk away. You never want to blow it and owe them money. So, watching carefully. If you decide that a piece of your home is really used for business, it's a room in the house in which you only do business, you might want to consider writing that off as a business expense. You have to take a piece of everything. You have to figure out what percentage of your entire home is it, it is. Is it 10%, 20%, 11%, 6 and so on. Once you've figured out, square footage-wise, what that is, and don't include your garage, 
just the house, right? Once you figured that out, then you figure out, okay, what percent of heating costs and maintenance costs and all of those things can go here, the electricity and so on, all of those things. You can do that. It may be not worth the effort. If you decide as you begin to run some numbers that this just isn't going to be a large enough number to bother, don't bother. It's okay. There's no law that says you have to deduct everything, but there are certainly laws that says you may not deduct what you are not permitted to. So what can you? Well, I found I could do things like a portion of my cell phone. I could do a great deal of my travel. You are never permitted to, uh, in the United States, to deduct things like your commuting time, your commuting travel, right? You can't get in a car and go to a place and go to work and come back every day and say that was a deductible expense. But if you work in your home, starting in your home, and then moving out toward clients and to, I don't know, go to Office Depot and Office Max and Staples and this and that, and if you're a major supplier of uh, office products and I forgot your name, I apologize. But uh, seriously, if you move to those kinds of places, you can deduct the mileage. You can deduct the percentage of your car itself. You can choose whether to do it by mileage or to do it by cars. Whichever way you do it, saying I'm going to amortize this car by percentage of the miles that I drove in a year. You know, 10% was for business and 90% was for personal or maybe it's the other way around. If you do those things, keep a strong record. Now, it used to say, do you have a written record of this? I believe it's still written that way. Right? It really means you just have to keep a record. You can do it on your cell phone, on your iPad, and your you know, car on paper, however you do it. I know that a lot of small proprietors tend to do it on scraps of paper as they go, right? maybe even on the backs of where they fill up with their gas and so on. Well, if you're going to be deducting you know, the gas and the insurance and the bits and pieces and so on and a percentage thereof, you save all of that. If you do it simply by saying, I'm taking you know, 20,000 miles that I drove this year and 7,000 of it was for business, that's a whole lot easier and you get X pennies per mile you've traveled. You may find one or the other to be significantly more valuable to you. Think about those kinds of things now. Trust me, you won't have time at the end of December. So that's about vehicles. Certainly things like, as I said, home phones or cell phones, especially if you have a separate line for your business, that's pretty cool. A piece of the um, hardware equipment that you have at home. Do you have laptops and CPUs and maybe an iPad and so on? Again, what percentage is used for business? If you use it 100% for business, that's way cool. And even the smallest companies tend to do that these days. It makes life a whole lot easier. If you have things like purchases that would have been for entertaining potential customers, if you don't take them out to restaurants, can you deduct the food? Now would be a good time to check with things like accountants or tax attorneys and so on. But I have so done in the past. If I have created a large dinner for potential customers, I have you know, credited that all together in one piece, and then I've deducted that as if it were a dinner out. They tend to be less expensive than dinner as dinners out, so, you know, it's more effective ways for you to entertain guests if you have to. But only, of course, if it really is for business. Don't forget every time you go out to a restaurant, you've got to write down, who did you meet? 
and what did you talk about? Not just the name of the company, really. Who did you meet at that company? And what did you talk about? It can be one or two words. That's okay. But make sure you've got it written down. I tend to write it down right on the receipt. And then you can scan the receipt. And that way you don't have bags full of paper anymore. That's pretty cool. Getting one of those little scanners? I'm not so sure. I haven't yet. I just use a standard one. But I'm thinking about it this year. They cost about 100 bucks, and they tend to be very small and portable. If you do an awful lot of travel by car and so on, that might be a good idea. I did a tremendous amount of travel by airplane and so on for the last three years, and I decided not to carry one around. And even when I came home, I didn't have one of those specifically designed for receipts. I just used a standard scanner. But you'll make your choice. This is Jillian Nisig at CEO Coach, and we'll be right back with more tips on how to get your books in order before tw- the end of 2012. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. WebmasterRadio.fm Get addicted. Get ahead. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And welcome back. We're talking about getting your books in order for the end of 2012 if you're a very small business in the U.S. So let's talk about some of these deductions and so on. One of the things you'll find on a Schedule C or a Schedule S in the United States is something called utilities. Now, the standard ones, phone, heat, electricity, water, and so on. Yeah, what about things like Internet access, hosting, and domain registrations, 
all of those are still utilities and they are included nowadays in what you can deduct. So again, your internet access. Make sure again you're using it for business at home or take a percentage of it. If you have uh, a room outside your uh, home, of course, this is easy. It's a hundred percent. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement. Domain registrations, those are not often thought of as utilities, but they are. So that's cool. Subscriptions, again, memberships and professional groups, things like that have always been considered. Magazines, professional magazines and newspapers, yep, absolutely. But online subscriptions as well. Even in things like SEO Moz, my company, right? If you have subscriptions to things online that help you do your business, it's considered a subscription. And away you go. Transportation, we already talked about owning your car, which is the most complex. Deciding whether you're going to deduct it by miles you've driven and percentages of the total miles you drive a car if you share that for your home. Or deciding whether or not you're going to save every receipt for you know repair and maintenance and the tires and the wiper blades and uh, I don't know what else you might put on your car and so on. Sometimes it is significantly better to do it one way or the other. Now's a really good time to figure it out. Of course, trains, planes, and automobiles, they all work. Cab rides, stuff like that, that's great. But what if you ride share? There's an interesting piece. If you ride share, you can contribute something toward what's going on. Can you deduct the whole trip if others are taking a ride with you? The answer is yes, as long as you're not commuting. If you ride share to um, a customer's place and so on, those kinds of things, absolutely, you can deduct that. Now, uh, other things that uh, would be interesting to take a look at would be um, special things. Like you've taken a trip somewhere and you get a taxi cab, no problem. What if you're at home and you are usually using your car, but now you take a taxi cab ride? Still a deductible expense as long as you were going somewhere where you needed to get to for your business. It doesn't mean that you have to use your vehicle all the time. It doesn't mean you have to use a cab all the time. So that's just something to think about. Don't forget those little bits and pieces. Parking. There's something a lot of people forget. You park your car. You put a little tab in your window perhaps, and then you just kind of toss that one. Don't toss it. Send that one on to your bookkeeper or add it to your own pile of stuff that you need to take care of. As you move along, things like advertising. Certainly, if you have put in Google Ads or you know those kinds of things, that's easy to figure out. What if you spent time and money on different kinds of marketing efforts? Suppose you hired somebody to do some SEO for you. Suppose you are an SEO and you're doing it for yourself. Well, if you're an SEO and you're doing it for yourself, so sorry, Charlie. That's your labor. That doesn't work. You've got to pay it out to somebody else in order to be able to deduct it. So don't send off things to your bookkeepers saying, oh, I spent 18 hours uh, doing SEO and my hourly rate is X and so I can deduct it. Yeah, your bookkeeper will pop it back at you. And if you try to do that yourself online, you know, on your own taxes, yeah, the government's going to pop that back one on you. And that's not a good idea. Don't even try. Um, Do things, however, like collect what you do spend, of course, for any kind of marketing and advertising budgets. Don't forget even the cost of your business cards is part of advertising. That would be a good thing. Of course, we 
I think we all save receipts from the uh, office supply places around the, the world. That's easy, whether you buy them online or otherwise. If you buy books at Amazon, if that stuff is really applicable to your own business, these are business books and business reference books, yep, you betcha, you can deduct them. So make sure you do that, even if they're enjoyable to read. So again, as our lives meld between personal and business, that's something to keep in mind. Some of the things we ask about is, what can you do at restaurants? Can you deduct alcohol? Well, the answer is yes. If you spend an awful lot of time in bars just hanging out, I would be careful about trying to deduct stuff like that. You go check with a real bookkeeper or a tax accountant and figure out exactly where those lines are drawn. If you're taking out a customer, yep. Absolutely, that's easy. Suppose you take out a customer and then the two of you hang out, I don't know, all night long drinking and playing in a casino. Where's the line on that? The answer is, I don't really know. I've never done it. And as again, I'm not a tax accountant, an attorney, uh, you know, any of those things. You're going to have to check with the pros on that stuff. So again, this show is all about the things that I know about and that I've done for so many years. Make sure you're checking on the fine lines. If you rent a space out of your own home and you are making a business of that sort of thing, um, those would be issues you'd want to talk about with tax accountants. If you're using the space for yourself, you have a fair idea of, again, the percentage of your home that's being used and the percentage of that uh, space's use for your business. That would be a good thing that you can deduct all by yourself. Okay, let's keep going down the list of things that you'll find on Schedule C's. Don't forget to take a good look at the expenses that would be considered office expenses, um, e- equipment and things that you would buy. For example, um, if you're buying things like laptops, you can expense the whole thing in a single year. You could take all you know, fifteen or $1,800 worth, or you could spread it out over five years or three years or whatever it is for that particular item. So I think uh, computers these days are three years, and that can always change. Uh, software, at what point do you say, gee, I want to spread out this stuff over a number of years rather than take it all this year? Well, here's a good rule of thumb. If you're looking at the larger purchases, hardware and software, and you say, could I bulk it all together and say, here I've got, I don't know, three, five, seven, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars worth of stuff, and I'd like to amortize this stuff over five years, can I do that? Well, if it's computer stuff, I think it's only three. If it's furnishings, I think you can go to five. Uh, these, these numbers change over time, and again, you'll want to check your forms carefully. But your decision is made on how much you made this year and how much you expect to make in the next coming years. So is it better for you to take the deduction this year and maybe get more money back or kind of spread it along over the next few years and even it out so each year you have a bit more of a deduction. I like the following balance for myself. If I have an outside job, a regular job, in which I'm already paying taxes and any losses in a Schedule C in its very earliest stages, and those are the guys I'm talking to today, right? If that's your situation, you can actually reduce your tax burden from your salary income, 
with a loss that you're taking on your Schedule C or S Corp type or even LLC and so on, income. It flows through to you. As such, you might want to say, well, gosh, this year I'm just going to reduce as much of the taxes as I can. And if you have some serious self-control, you can actually take that money you saved and throw it back into the business so you can help grow it faster. This might lead you to, you know, leaving your day job on a regular basis sooner and getting to your entrepreneurship job a little more quickly, 100%. If that's the stage you're in, right, consider maybe taking the entire deduction in one year. If you've already started your company and you're working 100% of your time there and you don't have an outside job, then you don't necessarily have a huge amount of income which needs to offset, be offset by all these deductions. You might say, well, gosh, no, next year and the year after and so on, I'll be making more money. It will be nice to have those deductions in those years. So in that case, you buy, I don't know, $1,800 worth of laptop and this and that. The next thing, you put them all together in saying laptop plus peripherals. And then you deduct that in pieces over five years. It's called, uh, excuse me, over three years, a straight line deduction. And I believe, again, computers are three years these days. It could be otherwise. What about software? In general, we tend to deduct software in the year that it was purchased. If you bought a whole lot of it and you did that all together with your computer, again, you might do that over three or five years. So think about those kinds of things. Check the numbers. See how long you can spread it out and make some decisions wisely as you move along. We'll be right back with CEO Coach and tips on what to look for as you're putting your books together for that last quarter of 2012. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcasts at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows, past and present, like SEO 101, Affiliate Buzz, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Read through our blog for continuous industry news and programming updates, and socialize with us through all of our social media channels, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. Download the new WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, a must-have for every internet marketer on Earth. 
Download it now from the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store today. Broadcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about just a few tips for getting your documents ready for the end of 2012. So here are some things that I think are kind of important. As you pull these things together and as you get into 2013 and complete those taxes and get them in, right? I would check for the averages of similar businesses. There's something called bizstats.com, biz, B-I-Z, stats. I would check for averages on what companies in your sector are doing, what kind of taxes they pay, percentages, amounts they're making, things like that. This would be a real good idea for small businesses. Make sure you're in range. If things are out of whack, it's kind of your reality check. We used to talk about that in multiplication or division or something like that. You take one big number and you multiply it by another, you know, 297 times 5. Basically, you're saying 300 times 5. That's your reality check. Is it in the 1500 range? If your answer didn't come up there, you're not in the reality check zone. That's what this is for. It might be a good time to invest in some accounting software, you know, the standard QuickBooks type thing or or something similar. Uh, It might be. You can do it paying them by the month or you can just buy the software. If you're a really tiny business, I'd suggest you just buy the software. Uh, doing it by the month keeps you hooked to it. It keeps an ongoing expense going and so on. You can buy used copies of software uh, and so on legally through places that are appropriate, Amazon or eBay or whatever it is. But it's an important thing that you just, uh, I'm just going to say even a, a hard line, you can go into used bookstores and stuff and even get that sort of thing. But um It's important that you get used to the kind of structures of financial uh, documentation as you move along. Uh, This will help you to export into things like uh, TurboTax type uh, tax software preparation things and so on. It'll make your lives easier. It'll make sure that you get things right. I really like tax software like TurboTax or tax, uh, what is it, tax software or stuff like that, Um, they help you to understand what you have to add and they raise red flags for you when you've done something that's a little out of whack. They also provide those kinds of biz stats things at the end of your preparation. Folks in your bracket do this or that. So consider that if you can all see your way to affording it, it's just worth a fortune at the far end in terms of time comfort zone because they walk you through a padded cell. Um, If you don't already, keep separate business bank accounts from your business and personal ones. The hardest thing I see as I mentor very, very early stage startups to becoming a little bit more formalized in their business is that they did meld their personal and business tax uh, uh, checking books. That makes it so hard to keep track of what's going on. For an awful long time, I did that. I was guilty of it as well. And as time went on, it took an awful lot to separate all of those things and to get it all organized again. So early as possible, keep a separate bank account. 
Uh, daily mileage logs, we already talked about that, looks pretty cool. And I've seen a number of sites that say things like consider hiring your own kids. I'm not a fan of that, I have to say. You'll have to decide for yourself, but I'm not a fan of trying to separate out income here and there and paying lower tax brackets by hiring kids and so on. I like to walk the straight and narrow on this. Here's my rule of thumb when it comes to taxes. And perhaps this one is for everybody all over the world, wherever you live, wherever you do business. The one guy in the world you don't want to owe money to is the tax man. Get it right. Pay your fair share and move on. It's awful to find yourself in the position of not being quite sure and not quite ready and certainly unprepared for a tax audit. So get it done now. Get everything you've done to date into those books and finished and ready for yourself or your tax accountant or professional right? by about the middle of October. You'll be so grateful you did, regardless of the business. Uni 13, we'll be back next week with more of CEO Coach. Uh, we hope to have Nina Price with me next week, which will be wonderful again, looking at the personal issues of building your own companies and managing your personal and business life. You can download these shows through iTunes or at webmasterradio.fm. And I hope you'll swing by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Till next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.